Hi there, welcome to another episode of Social Media Manager Confidential. If this is your first episode, welcome and shout out to you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if this is not your first episode, welcome. I'm so glad you're here and thank you for coming back every single week. Today, I'm really excited to chat with Christina from Elixir Media Co. She's done some really amazing things lately and I just love her. She doesn't hold back. She's transparent about everything, about what really matters, about motherhood and business and your own identity and scaling and how to avoid burnout and mindset and just all of the amazing things. I cannot wait for you. So without further ado, let's just dive into today's episode. Social media management is notorious for being high pressure, competitive, and changing literally every day, which is why it isn't surprising that most social media managers get burned out within the first two years. So how do you keep going? How do you stay up with the latest updates, protect your mental health, and build a successful social media management business that supports your lifestyle goals? Whether that's working from home with your kiddos or jet setting around the world, that's what this show is all about. Welcome to Social Media Manager Confidential. I'm Shantae Gorman, founder of a six-figure social media management agency and mentor to social media managers. And I'm here to dish on the ins and outs of the social media management world without any of the gatekeeping that can come along with it. You'll learn, you'll laugh, and you'll leave each episode inspired. Let's dive into today's episode. I am here with Christina from Elixir Media Co. And she is here. I'm so excited to chat with her more about what she does because she does some pretty amazing things. She travels for clients. She does reels packages and all of the things. I can't wait for her to tell you more about it. So hi, Christina. How are you? So amazing. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to have you here and finally like chat with you face to face. We've known each other for a few years now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The same circles. Yeah. So I'm excited to actually like get to know you better. <laughs> Me too. So if you want to just start off and let people know who you are and what you do and like what services and clients you have. Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, we specialize really in real production and also in business coaching. We, yeah, we travel the world. It's it's truly incredible. We started out as a full service management agency and did that for about five years. And in the last year and a half really pivoted with, you know, the exponential growth of reels. And now we have clients who fly us out everywhere, all over, you know, on Monday, we're going to Morocco. Wow. Yeah. And and we create reels and TikToks for them. It's it's really freaking fun. And it's been such a such a cool evolution of business. That's amazing. I love that. And I love watching your stories and like seeing all these places you're traveling to. It's so cool. <laughs> Thank you. So do you want to tell us? I know you did done for you for about five years. How did you get started in that? You know, it really just kind of fell into my lap. In my, I like to say my past life, in my past entrepreneur life, I used to flip businesses for a living. So businesses that were, you know, underperforming or really kind of dying would hire me as a consultant to come in. And I would flip them into, you know, a very successful business. And 
I I did it for really great companies, um, you know, organizations like uh, Botanical Gardens, and I worked with Michael Kors for a bit. And once my contracts were up with them, I really just didn't know what I wanted to do. And I, I did know one thing that I was really tired of making other people more money. Like at this point, I was like, you know, I'm really good at this. I, I can do this myself. And I wasn't really sure what type of business I wanted to start. And then from the relationships I had built, you know, I had local people in the wedding industry of all things reaching out to me and just being like, Hey, you know, you did, you did Instagram for this business. Can you do it for me? And at the time I was like, that's such a like 5% of what I do, but I, you know, and I didn't really understand it. And I remember them being like, yeah, well, you know, you just post and we'll pay you like $400 a month. And at the time I was like, (gasps) a month to like post some shit on Instagram. Yeah, I can do that. And then very quickly found out it was so much more than that. And that's really how I got my start. And, you know, I was good at it. So then somebody else would contact me and somebody else. And then I think at some point I was like, well, I guess I should make this official. Went and got my (laughs) business license. And yeah, and then in, you know, three years we were work. we went from this $400 a month. And I mean, they were getting post daily engagement daily I would go there for Instagram lives I included photo shoots so crazy I was out of my mind of course not making I couldn't make more than 40 grand a year obviously because it was just an unsustainable business plan and you know I very unexpectedly got pregnant and as someone who had no plans to ever have children this was like devastating to me. I was like, God, I really, I fell into the first depression of my life. And I thought, God, my life is over. I had all of these really grand plans about, you know, what this business would be. And what I didn't know at the time was the magic that really happened when I became a mother. I had all of these, you know, I didn't have strong mother figures in my life. I had a lot of mother figures who love them. That's what they are. Their mothers. They they didn't really have a self-identity. They certainly weren't successful in and creating their own vision of, uh, and traveling and and all these things. And so I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm done. I guess I'm done yeah. doing this. It was it's been a good couple of years. I can't make more than forty thousand dollars anyway. Let me fall back on my econ degree and go get a nine to five. I ended up actually going to a retreat that really changed my life. And it was, and that's why, you know, we do retreats now is because it there was something about community. There's something about being in the presence and the energy of women who are living life the way that you've always dreamed of. And for me, seeing it possible was all I needed. And so I literally went from being so depressed, struggling, you know, for clients, capping myself at 40 grand a year, hustling, hustling, hustling to within three months making six figures. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and every year since then, that was in 2000, it was in 2019. Every year since then, we've over doubled what we've done in business. We, we've had exponential growth. We've pivoted. We've changed. You know, we went from very much, you know, being in our home office to to traveling the world and and you know having a full time team. And it's it's just so powerful the the energy of that and the belief in that and the self belief. 
Yeah. And you can still you can still be a mom and present and also still go after your dreams and like travel and be your own person. Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> it's new. It's new for us and for our generation. I feel like like our moms and grandmas before that, it was when you have a kid, like that's it. That's your life. That's all right. you do. And you have a daughter. So I think we're like paving the way for them where they can you know, still be themselves, but also still caring for other people. So I love that. Absolutely. I think we are in a really beautiful time where, especially for women, you know, and, and it's something that's important to me. We are women own women run, you know, we, we have 10 kids all together in our, in our Elixir family. And we just had three, three this year. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, not me, but three of my team members all had babies all girls too. So I'm like, and the feminine energy, the feminine power is here. There you go. (laughs) You've got uh, Elixir Team 2.0 happening. Exactly. (laughs) I love that. So would you say it was easy getting into social media management or were there some struggles? I think it initially seemed very easy. And I think that's how a lot of people start, right? It's like, oh, well, I can post on Instagram. Oh, I can, you know, push to Facebook. I know how to do that. And here's the thing that I found. It's so rare to find someone who can do it well, who can do it well and do it the way that it needs to be done. And I think, God, I mean, I love everything that you post. I always have. I I mean, like literally my hero for the last few years, (laughs) you know, like there's people who just innately get it. And you have that, like you innately get it. You understand how it works. You understand that these social platforms are, they're a living animal, you know, and they're, and, and not just in the algorithm changes, like, yeah, that, and how people think, the type of, of things they want to see, how you reach them on a deeper level, how, you know, you make these connections through posts without having to, you know, DM every single person. And I think that right there takes a special skill. So getting into it, I found that part easy, growing it to the scale that I wanted to was more challenging. There were just certain tools that I lacked in the beginning. And and I thought, oh, well, you know, I know how to flip businesses, I can do this. But and there's there is a lot of that in there. And there's all of these other layers. And I think what's especially important with with an agency doing full service management is God systems and structure and expectation management and education. Oh, my God. That was part part for me that ended up making me shift, you know, to to really specializing in reels because I was like, how many times am I going to freaking explain that like this is how it works, right? That we are not responsible for sales, that KPIs and successful measurements and marketing is reach, bruh. And we get in the reach. We're doing our job. <laughs> yeah. And for me, yeah, that conversation, uh, you know, I was ha- having it so often and month after month. And and for me, I, I, I got burnt out on it. But if, you know, that's your superpower, you'll be gold. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's a lot of client communication and expectations and Gosh. what's real and then like what they are seeing is possible from people who are just, you know, selling the drink and the Kool-Aid type of stuff. That's that's a really tough part of being a social media manager. Absolutely. Is there anything else that you feel like you wish you would have known or 
I guess, a problem with the industry itself? I think probably just, you know, that that managing expectations. Now I have a lot of tools in my tool belt to do those things and to have high touch points and, you know, how to steer the conversations. And it's part of, you know, what I work with my one-on-one clients with. I wish that I would have had that in the beginning for sure. It would have saved a lot of tears, probably. <laughs> and and also, I'm not going to lie. I, I think probably the biggest thing that would have really made the journey of entrepreneurship different for me, because in the beginning, I, I struggled. I mean, I was there for it. I was like, I'm going to put in the work. But gosh, it was hard. And yeah. If I would have had the mindset tools that I have now, I wouldn't have had the same experience. It would have been easier and it would have been more pleasant. And God forbid, it would have been more fun. And that's what I love to work with people. Like, yes, you get the strategy, you know, like you and I, I love that we're so strategy first. We're like, we are not your bloggers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we are marketers. We have analytics. Yes. We look at numbers. We have strategy, yes. all of those things. And yeah, this mindset piece, I, you know, I really allowed a lot of my clients to make me feel like crap. Yeah, I I really did. I, and what I see that now is like, I was really giving my power away. Yes, I really did. I, I put I put my own self worth in the hands of people who thought I was just quote unquote playing on Instagram. And I I really bought that feeling that I had to prove my worth at every, you know, we would have monthly meetings. And that's just something that I would approach so differently now. And it's something I teach my clients to approach so differently so that they stay in their power, so that they stay in control, so that, you know, their clients are coming to them as experts and not, well, are you doing what you're supposed to be doing type of vibe? Yeah. So yeah, I would say that would be the one thing that I wish that I had. going to take a really quick break from today's episode so that I can tell you exactly how to stop wondering where your next social media management client is because you can just use my list of the 35 best places to get more social media management clients instead. Get the free guide delivered straight to your inbox by going to my website. I'll link it in the show notes for you. Now back to today's episode. Yeah, and I think that's like the key, the secret sauce, if you will, of having a successful business is being in your power and having that mindset. And I think it's one of those things that, you know, you can't just flip a switch. Like it takes a lot of work and like facing your fears and like, these are my weaknesses and I accept that. And here's how I'm going to do better. Like my business, I didn't do like the, you know, mindset coaching, but my business started growing and seeing more success after I started therapy. And I was like learning those tools there. And then that's when I was like, oh, I can implement this, you know, not just in my personal relationships, but in my business relationships. And like your confidence and your empowerment just comes from there. So it's, that's, I guess, kind of a similar experience where you grow as a person and then your business grows because of that. Every single time. I think you can only get so far in business without hitting that point. And you can either decide that you're going to heal yourself and you're going to grow and you're going to choose your thoughts and you're going to love and you're going to, again, stay in your power or you burn out. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and I, God, I mean, I burnt out for years. I'm, I am the queen, <laughs> the queen of burnout. 
And I really like if I could tell myself one thing going back, because, you know, we're about to celebrate our, our seventh year in business. Congratulations. Which is so exciting. Thank you. But if I could go back and tell myself something, you know, in year one and year two, and, and even in year three, it would just be that like, yeah, it, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be so hard. Yeah, really. And it can be, you know, the journey can be, it can be pleasurable. <laughs> it can be fun. It can be, it can be easy. It can be restful. You know, there's, there's this whole other way of doing business, you know, while we might have the same name, you know, Elixir, we have evolved beyond like to an unrecognizable point of where we were. And to me, it's just the biggest, like I personally get the biggest like energetic high of being able to be like, Hey, look, I've stood where you are. Trust me. Here are the tools, easy one, two, three, and then watch the transformation. Now that you've changed your life, you can now help other people change theirs. And I think that's really rewarding. I wanted to ask you as the queen of burnout, what would you say? So burnout is kind of like a term that we throw around a lot Mm. in the industry, but like, what does it feel like? So people can identify, oh, this is what this is. Yeah. You know, I have the extreme version of um, my burnout eventually led to like my body shutting down, which I'm on a path of recovery, a long path of recovery right now, which is just how much I think, especially as Americans, you know, how much we're, we're used to working this to me insane 40 hour Mm -hmm. week. Um, it's, but you know, in the beginning, I'm like, before my liver started shutting down and then I was sick for six months straight with like typhoid and fevering and God, it was so horrible. Before that, it looked like it looked like me always being tired. Me and not even like sometimes I would feel exhausted, but a lot of times it just felt like I just couldn't ever get to a hundred percent energy. I just didn't have time for myself. It felt like I couldn't, you know, there was never enough hours in the day. It felt like stress, you know, and, and that's really to me what burnout is. It's chronic stress, you know, when you're stressed yeah. day in and day out and the science now that's coming out, the effects, the physical effects of what happens to your body is literally what happened to me. I had been in a state of chronic stress for so long that even once I started to prioritize ease and rest and had so much spaciousness in my life and and meditation and all of these ways I'm taking care of myself, my body was still burning out on the clock every two weeks. Because while my mind had gotten there, my body hadn't caught up yet. And that was the part that I wasn't prepared for. And that's when I really started to see the difference. But yeah, I mean, burnout is just being at your wits end and feeling like you're on the hamster wheel and not knowing how to get off. Yeah. And I think a lot of social media managers and like their first two years of business probably can really identify with that. Oh, yeah. So is there anything that you would say like step number one, here's what to do? I have two steps. (laughs) Step number one, start prioritizing ease and rest. We'll have, we'll just do that. Step number, the first thing to do (laughs) is to prioritize ease and rest. So what, what, like, what does that actually look like? Right? Like in a masculine world, we like actionable steps. Actionable steps are putting boundaries, putting boundaries, 
not just on, okay, these are my work hours. These are now the hours that you can get a hold of me, putting boundaries on the way that people get a hold of you. Yes. I haven't had a single client had my phone number in over five years. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Because it disrupts my rest when you text me at 10 o'clock at night. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, or if you text me at 10 a.m. on a weekend, absolutely not. I'm with my daughter. I'm with my family. I'm sitting on the couch on TikTok, you know, and yeah. and that time is just as important and just as valuable as the time that you put in in front of your computer. Yes. So that's that's really where I would start. That is perfect. Exactly what what I would advise people too because you can't as the saying goes, you can't pour from an empty cup. If you run yourself into the ground, like there's got to be a recovery period. So making sure that you have that balance is is definitely a good step. And you also have a nonprofit you started, absolutely, uh, which I just want to throw out there. Yes. Amazing. I love what you do. Can you tell us a little about that? Yeah. So, you know, I, I grew up very poor. I, I mean, like Burger King was a once a month treat poor. We looked forward to it all freaking month. And, you know, we wore the little like crowns. Do you remember those that they had those back in the day? Yes. Do they still have those? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> if I eat Burger King, it's on DoorDash. It's on a Friday night and I have no remembrance of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, I, I grew up very poor and it's something that has always sticked with me. Not not the fact that I grew up poor. I I loved my childhood. You know, I... I didn't know any different, so it it didn't bother me in any way. But more that, you know, when I was around 10 years old, my mom started bringing us back to the Philippines. She's Filipino. And so she was like, you know, I want you to know your roots, where you where we come from. And that was my first time that I had a look or, or a exposure to what real poverty is. Right. In in the States, this once a month Burger King, you know, sleeping on a mattress on the floor, that's poverty. But in yeah. somewhere in some parts of the world, like the Philippines, poverty is, you know, you have nothing. You have nothing. And I remember being 10 and going to this McDonald's and I had all these kids like rush us, you know, and they're like asking for money. And of course, I'm like, we'll give them money. You know, like we, yeah. we got plenty. Let's just give it to them. And I remember my mom being like, no, we can't. We can't give them money because there's a gangster waiting around the corner. And as soon as you give them money, they run and they give it back to him. And I was just like heartbroken. You know, I. Yeah. As a 10 year old, even like processing that information, I can't even. Absolutely. And then I remember being like, okay. And we sat down and we, and we got like our burgers and all of these kids, I mean, it was probably like 10 or 12 of them were just leaned up against the glass, you know, just watching us eat. I mean, to this day, even right now, I feel it, you know, the emotion, the the humanity of it. And I remember telling my mom, okay, if we can't give them money, like, what if we bought them burgers? You know, we could sit there and stay with them while we they ate it. So they're not taking it back. And I remember her face just lighting up and being like, yes, that's a great idea. Let's do it. And that feeling of sitting, you know, I didn't eat my burgers inside. I brought it out with the kids and we all sat on the street, you know, eating our burgers together. And it's one of the happiest memories I have of my life. And that feeling has always stuck with me. So while, you know, I'm out here working for Michael Kors and they're flying me all over the country to flip their stores and then, you know, flipping businesses and, you know, now owning a seven figure business, it all of that feels so successful. And, and it always felt like I was 
missing my true purpose in life, you know, because I always thought back to those kids. And so, Lord, like not now, Christina, don't cry right now. So yeah, so this year, earlier this year in March, I actually reached out to some people in the Philippines. And I said, Hey, you know, I want to help somehow. You know, I actually went to school for economics, because my plan was to change the world. You know, I was like, I'm going to figure out how to essentially flip countries. How do we take yeah. a third world country where people are starving and have nothing and turn them into a first world country? And I learned that there's two things that do that. And that's education and construction. And girl, these nails, they ain't going to do construction. Okay. <laughs> I'm not really into manual labor per se, yeah. but I was, we all have our right, skills, right? Not my zone of genius, <laughs> but education, that's something I love. And so I was like, okay, I know that one day Oprah status, I want to have a a school for girls, but right now with the money that I have, what can I do? And they told me, you know, there's these kids and, you know, like they, they're going, they can't even go to school because they have to show up with a pen and a paper every day. And some of them, like a lot of the parents can't afford that. And I was like, pen and paper, like I could afford that here. I can definitely afford that in the Philippines. And so the more we talked, it kind of, you know, went from pen and paper to like a backpack of stuff and, you know, new shoes and all of these things. And, you know, what started out as a plan to just send pen and paper turned into funding for almost 400 kids to go to school. That's amazing. Yeah. And it, what an impact. Right. And, and that's the point is that, you know, we don't I don't want to get to the end of my life. I don't want to be 70 on a rocking chair wishing that I had done something different, wishing that, you know, I didn't wait so long. And I don't want to wait until we're making, you know, eight figures or even multiple seven figures to, to make a difference. Because in the end, it really doesn't take that much. It takes so much less to change somebody's life than we really think about. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people, they get so sucked into what am I doing? How am I keeping up with everyone that we, we kind of put ourselves in a bubble where we forget the rest of the world. So I I love that you've opened that up, having people think about that. Is there a way that people who listen can go check out your nonprofit? Can they support it somehow? Not yet. I, so I just talked about it, you know, and, and, um, I, I, I'm going to, it's my goal this year. I want to, I want to have a way that people can give too, but yeah, not yet. Okay. Stay tuned. At some point. Yeah. So at some point, so follow Christina on her socials. I'm sure you'll be sharing more about it there. Yeah. Do you, I guess this is a good place. Do you want to share where people can find you? Yeah, absolutely. I live on the gram. I'm on Instagram at Elixir Media Co. It's E-L-I-X-I-R Media Co. Okay. And we'll link it in the show notes as well. So people can just tap on over there because you know, people like easy. Yes. I think this was an amazing conversation. You left so many good gold nuggets for people. They're going to really love listening to this episode. I'm excited for them to hear it. Thank you so much for being on here. And I cannot wait for this to get published. Me too. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, Christina. Wow. How amazing is she? Make sure you give her a follow. The link will be in the show notes over on Instagram. Say hello. Let her know you heard the episode. 
she is just, she's an amazing person to have in your corner and such an inspiration. If you have any friends who are struggling with getting started in social media management or burnout or boundaries or mindset, dealing with difficult clients, share the link to this episode with them and help them out. And if you're not already following this podcast, make sure you hit that plus button so that you can get brand new episodes delivered straight to your podcast app every Friday. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Learn more about my digital template shop, online courses, and mentorship program by going to my website at sugarpunchmarketing.com. And while you're there, make sure you join my safe, supportive community created exclusively for social media managers. It's 100% free to join and packed with really amazing resources, trainings, and people. See you next time.